is the World Outline Podcast, episode number seven. My name is Adam Curry. I'm the user. He's my co-host. His name is Dave Weiner. He's the developer. How y'all doing? Good, man. Episode number seven. Ugh, can't wait till we get to Niner. Because <laughs> I get to say Niner. Can we, gotta have, by, can we have, by that by the time we do number nine, can we have like a, a jingle or whatever? It's you, you, you want an opening theme song, right? Yeah, something really impressive. Okay, something big and bombastic? <laughs> Entirely inappropriate. Something that is over the top. Okay, yeah. That, you know what happens is, since this is a very impromptu thing we do, it's like, yeah. uh, you know, it's like, oh, 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 uh, and then, of course, uh, you know, we're doing the show and I, I, I don't have time to do it. I'm a real dickhead when it comes to stuff like that. I, 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 I enjoy it. I got to tell you, you know, Mondays are, are typically kind of my uh, my catch-up day because the way my, my week goes. So, you know, email and bills yeah, and stuff like I'm that. Sure because Sunday is your show day, right? Right. And then, you know, to so to see you come through with a... With a list, I'm ready for a podcast. I'm like, oh, cool. That's a nice break. It's better than the dreary bills. Bills. I know. I yeah, I try to stay away from those yeah. as much as possible. And I don't, ha- I don't have many, but even those are dreary. I've really worked it out, so I have very few. So it was one of my goals in life was to, to really start optimizing there. And, yeah, I don't have a whole lot there. But um, Yeah, me neither. I, I, I like it that way. But I'm, I'm also – I don't – trust a lot of companies to just put them on the, you know, go ahead and auto deduct for my cards. Oh no. Yeah. No, they'll just, they'll rob you blind. <laughs> yeah. And then you wake up one day, you're like, what? Well, where'd all my money go? <laughs> yeah. That's the same thing. What? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I've been following along obviously. And, uh, I actually was, uh, hoping later today to, uh, uh, try the, uh, the test that you posted on, uh, on the world outline news group, yeah, see. that's going to work. That, yeah. That's all going to work. There, there's nothing controversial about any of it. And, and Ted um, already, Ted Howard has already reported that it works. Yeah, nice to, nice to see Ted in the fold here. That's great. Yeah, they're all going to come back, I think. So things are starting to really piece, the pieces are starting to really fit together. And um, it's funny because uh, I just put, I just got a response from uh, uh, Dan McTuff, uh, you know, I decided that, you know, I'm slower. I'm just like going through the whole, all the apps right now. I'm looking for things that I can factor. This is that same word that keeps coming up. Yeah, that we had on the last podcast. The yeah, and then you asked, you know, is factoring a bad thing? And I said, no, factoring, if it's, if it's appropriate, it's a great thing to do. Problem is that programmers often go t- too far in their factoring. And uh, Joel Spolsky, do you know who Joel is? I do. Yeah, Joel has a term for this. He calls it architecture astronauts. <laughs> he's absolutely right. It's like, and you know, the funny thing about it is that when you get involved in XML, you run into these people all over the place and uh, because it attracts architecture astronauts. And they always want to abstract things one more level than, they, than it than makes any sense at all. And you end up with really awful things that take them a decade to realize that they're awful. <laughs> And um, and what I'm seeing uh, at, at this point, at this stage, which is um, a difficult stage for me, uh, because I, I I just don't have an eye for things. Uh, yeah, you're not a very neatness oriented. Not at all. It it does not compute with my with my Virgo ness at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's and, all right. Every we all have our strengths, right? I mean, you know. 
Your yeah. strength is that you're willing to tolerate complete utter chaos. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> find them. That's a really good one because really there are far more people that are like really anal retentive about every little thing. And I mean, uh, you know, you get to deal with them. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't tell you some of the stories and things that you know, whatever. But uh, oh, I was I was hoping for a story today. I'm going to give you stories. Good, good. I've got a really great one actually. Um, and uh, it's uh, it starts with this uh, thing I was doing. I decided I'm going to clean up all the the username and password dialogues. We have too many. We have far too many of them. There's no reason there should be any more than one because you know the OPML editor is a framework, and you know we can solve a problem once and call it from everywhere. That's what factoring is, Adam. Right. We Got it. Something is you find something that you're doing in 50 different places, and then bring it down to one. You could do it in one and just call it and invoke it. Right. Right. And and, and a good example of a place where well you even observed it yourself. You said there's a consistency. In the look and feel, right of the buttons, yeah, and all of that. Well, yeah. Where is that? So, yeah, tell me where you where you actually see that. Okay, so it took me a while to realize, um, but I saw it on Radio Two. Radio Two all of a sudden had different fonts. It's very subtle. Oh, I just fixed that. There was a there was a huge bug in there. I just fixed it five minutes ago. Uh, okay. No, there. I mean, it had. It's so funny because that was what wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and what a story. Keep going. And, just, and the post button changed. It did? Yeah, the post button uh used to be blue. And oh, now it should be blue. And now well, this is very interesting because I'm seeing hmm. Yeah, that's a bug. That's a the fact that it's not blue is a bug. It's a bootstrap to thing, but you actually prefer gray, is what you're saying. I guess, yeah. Okay, well, that's data. I mean, you know, I, okay. I I'm not saying it, you're right. I mean, I it does it, to me as a programmer, it should be blue because they're all blue, you know. And you know, first you want to get them all blue before you start thinking about okay, maybe this one should be different, right? But um, here's what I noticed is that all of a sudden, uh, when I access uh, the Radio Two site on my iPad, it's in a serif font, which looks terrible. Ooh. Serif is like Times Roman is serif, Palatino is serif, yeah. Georgia. Those are all serif fonts. They're really good for writing, but you don't want the user interface of a program to be a serif font. It's just, Got it. it should be Helvetica is the right one. And these days, what we use in place of Helvetica is Arial. Arial is the one that's available everywhere. It's basically a, a flavor, as I see it, as I understand it, because I'm not a font expert. Um, but the thing that was wrong was I was using Ubuntu font. Uh huh. And this was like part of my chaos, you know. I said, oh, well, wouldn't it be great if I used a different font everywhere and this will be my signature, blah, I really like Ubuntu, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, in the process of doing my massive cleanup, I said, what the fuck was I thinking there? I don't need to do that. I'm going to stick with Arial because that's like everybody will be happy with that. And I don't need to have a signature font, not at this time. Yeah. Only I hadn't fixed it there. And that's why I was getting the serif font. And fix that up also the wedge the blue wedge on the um on the uh title link and enclosure area yeah that's new it's off it's off yeah it's uh it's not aligned properly got By it 12 pixels right i see it, it um, trust me it's exactly 12 pixels <laughs> i and believe you because i found the place to fit where it's i had uh, it's a long story that one that's a case where i had 
hacked something that I couldn't figure out how to get it right, and I added 12 pixels to its position because that's what it took to get it right, okay? And now those 12 pixels are the difference between it and being wrong, right. Uh, being right. And, uh, and so obviously the hack isn't needed anymore. Whatever bug was in there has been taken out. Right. Uh, so I can take, take out the Band-Aid. Those are really nice things to be able to do. And uh, so I decided, okay, let's start writing the, you know, the, the, the dialogue that we'll, everybody will use. And I worked and worked and worked on it. It's the same thing that always happens when I'm doing this. The username password dialogue is I give up on the way I'm supposed to do it. You know, there's this whole religion. You're not supposed to use HTML tables anymore. Right. Do you know what that means? I can, uh, should well, I explain? Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Okay, well, a table is a, you know, you certainly know what HTML is. Yeah, right? I know what an HTML table looks like, absolutely. I don't need to explain what it's But is the reason you're not supposed to use them is because of resources? It's bullshit. It's, <laughs> it's, excuse me, it's not just bullshit, it's fucking bullshit. It's just like, you know, and, and you know, like for years you go along going, hey, you know, these guys sound like they know what they're doing and whatever. I have seen the table debate pop up many, many times. It's not a debate. It's basically... Jihad. They, you know, they get to be hard asses on you. And you go, but, 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 but. And, you know, you go, fuck you. It's a way to rank on you in a in a hacker news thread or whatever. Oh, he uses tables. What does he know? You know it's like... <laughs> okay. And every fucking time I hit this situation, I throw my hands up in the air after wasting three or four hours trying to get it right. And then go back to tables. I use the tables. Right. So I always do the same thing. I say, if anybody wants to give me the right CSS way to do this, I'll use it, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and Dan McTuff called my bluff. He gave me the CSS. I put it in and I said, okay, I'm going to use it. I said I would. I'm going to do it. And now I'm going to have a set of boilerplate that I can copy whenever I need to solve this problem. So then I went through in Firebug, which is an amazingly useful tool, because it allows you to find out the secrets of the sites. Even when you can't understand their code, you can still figure out what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and I went in and looked, and I said, oh, wait a minute. There's a number here. 140 pixels is the width of the label. And that means if if by chance I ever use a label that's more than 140 pixels, it's going to break. Ah. The whole thing's going to break. And I go, but my table doesn't have that problem. Right. I can do whatever I want. And it just adjusts and figures it out. So I posted that on the, you know, on the you know, mail list, the world outline mail list, thinking that I'm going to get another lecture, right? Instead, Dan Tuff says, yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> oh, that's nice. It's completely fucked. That's refreshing. Yeah, no, well, I mean, you know, I can, Dan's a good guy that way. I didn't really think he would bullshit me. I thought maybe he would show me the light, you know, because I was at the final moment when it would be possible to, like, to, to show me, the, to give me the, the magic words that enter, allow me to the kingdom of CSS gurus. And the answer is, no, it's all a fucking con job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I finally said, okay, this is why I need to do a podcast. And I'm looking at the, uh, I'm looking at it right now, and so yeah, I see, uh, I see classes and divs for the uh, for the new user form. Right. Well, I I used his techniques. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. And you know what? If it ever, if username ever ends, if you translate it to German, I'll bet 
username in German is more than 140 pixels. <laughs> Gebrauchersname. Yeah, maybe. Whatever. <laughs> that was the problem you always had whenever you localized an app. I mean, German would be the one that would find all your layout bugs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it's so incredibly long. But um, I wanted to tell you, and you know, by extension, the people who are listening to this, which and people are listening to it. I'm hearing from people, and this is getting through. Good, Not massive numbers of people, but the people that we care about are listening. That's what this is about. Yeah, exactly. So I want to tell you about a product that we worked on at Living Video Text in the 1980s, and it's a product called um, Boxes and Arrows. That was the idea behind it was mm-hmm. and it was a Mac product and so you had a mouse and you had a fully graphic system uh, which you know you could control down to the pixel so you had much more control over the layout or the actual things that appeared on the screen that then than you do on the web mm-hmm. far more control right and we were working on presentation software right our first uh, we had, here's the sequence of products that we had on the Mac. First, we came out with ThinkTank 128, which was an outliner. Then we came out with ThinkTank 512, which was also an outliner, but it had all the features that our PC product and Apple II products had. And then we came out with a product called More, and More was done while our company was like in desperate straits. We were, it was a great product. Um, turned out, won the product of the year from Mac User Magazine, which was like the big honor at the time. It was a, a huge hit, and we were able to sell the company based on that. The cool. fact that it was such a successful product. Um, we were doing, at the time, we were doing uh, $2 million a month sales in that product. Wow. Yeah, and that was a lot of money for a company that was really was the year before totally on the ropes about to be shut down. So this was like 86, 87? Uh, it came out in 86. Right. And um, and it was in development in 85, and 85 was a terrible year in the Mac um, for a lot of reasons. I mean, 84, because the product was inadequate, because the Mac was inadequate mm-hmm. and uh, crippled, basically. And, you know, we, and we, we felt it the worst because we were... Uh, this was the days of the Mac Plus, I guess. The Mac Plus was the thing that fixed it. Oh, right, right. So this was the 512. Right. Yeah, I got it. it. Got the it. Mac Plus, because it had expandable memory and because it had SCSI, you could put a hard drive on right, it. Right, right, right. The only way you could get a hard drive on a 512K Mac was to hack it up. And, you know, and yeah, we everybody that was serious about it hacked it up and it was hugely expensive to do it. It was a mess. Jazz. I don't know if you remember Jazz. Lotus Jazz. Yeah, of course I do. That right? was supposed to supposedly be the savior product. Yeah, if I, if I, I could never get it to start up. It was junk. <laughs> yeah, it would say, like, like, you have to insert the disc because you're not... Uh, but it had really nice packaging. <laughs> yeah, it did. Everything That's works good. together. That was the messaging, like jazz. It's like all the instruments really come together. It's really to get that out of the system. What Apple had done was... Uh, I remember it was at an Esther Dyson conference, and John Scully was there, and he was at a suite, and you could watch all the people walking in and out of a suite, you know? And they were all the big PC companies, and he wasn't talking to any of the Mac companies, and they were supposedly going to save Apple's ass. And they jazz got that out of their system, and then all of a sudden, then next year, they were back talking with us, and we had a hit product, and it was, we had presentations. 
And that was why we were interested in boxes and arrows, okay? Because we had um, slapped on, among many other features, the ability to make a slideshow out of an outline. And um, this was an idea that was suggested to us by Guy Kawasaki, to whom I am forever in debt Mm -hmm. for having had this idea and shared it with us. And it was total win-win, and it was because of this that Apple loaned us, I think it was like $400,000. Let me ask you a question. Was Guy a user at the time? Is that why he came up with the idea? Guy was a user. And that was the secret of the the really good people at Apple at that time were serious users. Uh, And there's another story that goes with this one. Uh, uh, We had a party at the St. Francis Hotel for some, some conference or whatever, and I had a suite upstairs, and... Guy comes to the party and he hands me a list and it has a list of, of features that, and that this guy wants. And I look at the list and I go, oh, okay, this guy's really fucking using my software. Yeah. You know, you, cause you can tell, cause I really use it too. Right. Yeah. And I'm not only do I use it, but I'm also getting all the feature requests. I'm the top of the pyramid when it comes to that. I'm the guy that's calling all the reg cards and talk. I, and that's as CEO of the company, that's what I was doing. I was just constantly in touch with anything, any information I get from the user. It was Jean-Louis Gasset. Yeah. He was coming coming on board to be like the top product guy at Apple. And this was this is what he wanted in my product. And I gave the guy back the list. I said, first of all, I don't need the list because this is my list. Right, right. <laughs> and second of all, I want to meet him, you know, because and I knew that he would meet me and he did course because you know no matter how high you are if you are like that serious a user of somebody's product then you'll care the guy right of course yeah so um and so we were able to do incredible deals with apple in that period and uh and we got into presentations so i'm sorry one one question so apple lent you four hundred thousand dollars did i hear you say that yeah yeah. well we needed it because um my board told me to shut the company down they I, i offered them half the company for four hundred thousand um, dollars, and you know, two years later, that was worth twenty million dollars. Right. Okay. For four hundred, they should have taken the deal. Yeah. And Apple basically loaned us the money, and then forgave the debt uh, um, once when they took it in product. And uh, so what we did was we site licensed Apple with more, which we would have happily done for free. <laughs> right. Yeah, good deal. And they also sweetened it because there was worth more money than what we owed them. So they basically, um, they gave us, this was the smartest fucking deal I've ever seen anybody do. Um, they, not for me, for them, is they, uh, they gave us one Mac for every employee in the company and our board. Huh. And this was at a time when Macs were like not considered great computers. and I knew they were great because this is the Mac Plus, right? Uh-huh. My board, I was having all this trouble with them. I go, oh, you should be working on PC. This is why I got in so much trouble. I go, yeah, thanks so much. You're the guys who wouldn't help me out, right? Right. <laughs> but So I gave them all Mac, so, and because they gave, that was, you know who was that did that deal? That was Bill Campbell. Bill Campbell, who uh, uh, is now on the Apple board. Um, right, I know the name. Yeah, he's like, godfather to silicon valley and that's why because because he had the uh, presence of mind to realize that you you could get a lot by winning the hearts of developers not mm-hmm. just like feeding their money because we don't really make decisions based on money we make it based on love yeah of course <laughs> right <laughs> if i can make something hot then i'm going that way right right and um 
So all this is preamble. What I want to talk about is boxes and arrows. So what we learned from doing more, more was useful because it was automatic, because you could flip a switch from an outline and what would come out would be a sequence of slides that you could then print out or display on the computer. And this was like contemporary. We actually came out, I think, a little bit before PowerPoint. And we were like direct competitors with PowerPoint. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we wanted to see, well, how do we get to the next generation? And so what we said was, let's start with a completely clean slate. And what I want to do is just throw down a bunch of boxes on the screen. And then I wanted to find relationships between those boxes. Like I want to say this box to the left of this other box will stay to the left of that box no matter where they move. It will always be one-third of an inch away from the other box and the same height, but its own width. And um, and then all these kinds of – I want this text to be inside this box, this other box, and I always want it to be exactly one-third the height of the box, which means you have to change the font in order to maintain that constraint. Uh And I always want there to be a one-third inch margin on each side. And now the software, of course, since it's just a computer, can completely figure out how, um, which font to use. (laughs) Right, right. right. And, And then I wanted to build a set, a templating system around that so that Designers could create these templates, and then users, my idea of a user was somebody who used the outliner, somebody who would just be typing in structures of shit, not be thinking about how it looks, just these are the ideas I need to get across in the right sequence so that when I'm standing up there, everybody's thinking about what I want them to think about. And then, But the designers coming at it from a whole different standpoint is that I want, no matter what text he puts there, I want it to look great, Right. And I want to make it optional. He could put a graphic over here. But if he doesn't, it's still going to look great because I've got these rules, these relationships between the graphic objects, visual relationships between them uh, that recalculate. That was the key idea, recalculating graphics. Got it. And, um, and so we rushed to try to get this thing together, and you, it didn't come together quickly. And by the time... Uh, by the time it was in, you know, it was going to take a year, two years or whatever to get to completion on this. And we didn't have it because we sold the company and then the you know team basically evaporated. And by that time, PowerPoint pulled ahead. Uh, and we didn't care. Right. <laughs> we had been bought out. Right. I mean, it was, it was funny because we were going to sell to Microsoft. We had a letter of intent to be PowerPoint and, uh, I mean that that wasn't what the deal said. The deal said, you know, here's X, you know, shares of stock, and you merge with us, and you're going to be our presentation software. They wanted presentation software, and we showed them. This is what we called it was Broadway. That was the code name for it, we, and they were convinced Broadway was the greatest product. But they they figured out before they actually signed the deal that Broadway was actually an empty box. <laughs> right. Okay. It was a good demo, but it was there was really no software there. Got it. And so they went with the safe bet. And given who they were, you know what they should have done? They should have bought both of us. That would have been a really smart thing. But instead, PowerPoint was going to sell to Symantec, and we were going to sell to Microsoft. We just switched companies. Right, right, right. It's exactly what happened. So it worked. I would have made a lot more money with Microsoft, but I made a lot of money anyway, so I'm not complaining. Um, and then my brother, Peter... 
Um, after all this shook out and after he left Symantec, he was also at Living Video Text. He was our, our VP of product development. And um, after we both left, I left first and then he left a year or two later. And, um, and he worked on this. He worked on it, went all the way with it. He made a product called Powwow. And uh, Powwow was recalculating graphics gone insane. I mean, it was really, he's a good programmer. And uh, and he was really up at that point in his career. He was, you know, he was very current, and uh, and so it was a wonderful piece of software. Uh, and uh, but he never figured out how to get it to market or whatever. I don't know what happened exactly. I'm not quite clear on that. But I wanted to mention this because ultimately that's really what the web should have been. It should have been. That's what they're kind of trying to do with CSS, but it doesn't pull it off. You don't even get the simplest relationships between objects. There's no sense that these things know anything about each other. You know, that that was the delta. That was the thing. The tables thing, at least the you put a little bit of a framework around it so that when the, the, the size of the display gets or the font gets bigger or the text gets longer or whatever, it readjusts itself the same way Broadway or Boxes and Arrows or Power, whatever you want to call it, same way as that idea, only that was the generalization of it. Is this something HTML5 is trying to solve? Absolutely not. Okay, good. They don't have a clue that this is what's needed. But they don't appear to have a clue. And and I just thought, I, you know, I for all these years, I haven't talked about this because I wanted to be respectful of my brother. But he's off so far beyond this. He's doing... He's, you know, whatever. I don't want to say what he's doing. It's not fair. But, um, I mean, it's not relevant. Uh, But there's nothing more to protect. And and this seems so silly that we don't have this now. So this is where I was in 1986 talking to my development team uh, when we we had hit the home run with presentations. And we were trying to figure out what was next. And this is what I said was next, the speech I just gave you. And what I'm by proxy making to anybody else who's listening to this, which is what we're using right now is not what we need. What we need is recalculating graphics. What we need is to have objects, that the familiar graphic objects, you know, uh, uh, rectangles, lines, text. Uh, those are the basic ones. <laughs> yeah. And that they uh, understand relationships with each other. That's correct. And how to redraw based upon things it's, changing. It's a re, it's a it's a recalculating. It's kind of like a spreadsheet, but for graphics. You know. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Got it. You know, spreadsheets recalculate, but it's numerical recalculation. This is relationship visual relationship recalculation. Was there? Ever, um, I'm I'm just. I mean, I I completely understand what you're saying. I'm just you know, and I understand the problem of thinking. Was that something Vector Graphics at one point so, tried to solve? Well, Vector Graphics is the technology underneath it. Uh huh. It's one level lower than this. In other words, you build recalculating graphics out of Vector Graphics. Got it. No, vector graphics are the rational way to go. Pixel based is silly. We don't we don't have either. I mean, they have this crazy thing called VGA. Is it VGA? SVG. VGA is something completely different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> SVG. Uh, something vector graphics. Super vector graphics. 
Sucky, it's the most convoluted language you've ever seen. It's one of these things where you think, yeah, no, this is simple. How could they fuck it up? Well, right, like, right. <laughs> so is there any, is, is there nothing out there, I mean, even at a low level, like how uh, um, a driver card speaks to a monitor that actually, because it seems like that, that they're kind of doing it there. No. 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 Uh, I'm the wrong person to ask. Let's ask everybody who's listening to this. Right. Let's see. I, I, in my data bank, there's a big fat zero. Um, you know what? You know, it was sort of barking up this tree. There was a product, Vizio. Is that the name of it? Vizio was... Uh, it was acquired by Microsoft. Yeah, you, I, could, you could draw diagrams? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah, Vizio is part of Office. Um Vizio had some of the ideas, because I remember I was at the rollout of Vizio at one of these conferences, and I knew the guys. Now, I'm not remembering who they were, but I knew them. And so I sat down and watched the demo, and then I went to talk to them afterwards. And my takeaway was they have some of the ideas, but not the really big ones. The really big one is this idea that you can create a rule. It's like what we have in rules in the outline except it's for graphics. It's like, I have a rule, and your job, the graph, the graphic engine's job is to maintain those rules. So just a real-world example, so I'm sure I understand it. In PowerPoint, as an example, you have a box, you have text in there, and then if I change the size of the font or the font itself... The box will get bigger. The, but it doesn't. Right. Yeah, it stays the same. And then, yeah. Well, it was the converse. What you're saying was the converse of what I said before. Exactly. I okay. said if the if the box were to change shape, the text would change. Exactly. But okay, got the it. The other way is true as well. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay, yeah, that's really dumb. Yeah, I knew you'd get it. I mean, it's not a hard idea, particularly hard idea. The programmers don't get it. Hmm. <laughs> well, there you have it. So uh, is this something you want to solve, or do you just want to move on? I would like to work with, I mean, I'm very good. You know, I had develop, developers that I worked with, and we got it, you know. I mean, uh, it's not something that I will solve, because uh, I'm loaded up with work to do, and maybe it's I'm, not my bailiwick. It's maybe, not I, maybe I'm asking the wrong question. Um, so here you, here you are, third iteration of your outlining career. Yeah. And uh, you're at this point again. Wouldn't it be cool if we had that, right? right. But it's not critical to... No, we can go forward without it. We're doing all right. Right. Yeah. I just added, by the way, I added a feature to the uh, outline rendering. I saw it where you can have a node collapse regardless yeah. of what the rules say. Yeah, no, I saw that. There's too much shit under here. I don't want anybody to see it. And I don't want to fire around with the rules to get figure out how to get it to do it. I just shut this guy up. Yeah, I've wanted it about 18 times, so I figure it's worth doing. Right, and that you just uh, add the attribute uh, collapse equals true. Yeah. Yeah, got it. That's the kind of stuff I'm going to be doing. Yeah, you know, um, what I... Up the outlining. And, it's funny because yeah. I, I saw that on your work note, and I'm like, oh, great, so I'll just create a bookmark that has that, uh, you know, has uh, op dot uh, add attribute. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then you know, the attribute collapse and uh, the argument will be true and then uh, I, I might even assign a hotkey to it <laughs> well I think that might be a little over the top oh no I have hotkeys for lots of stuff 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, who am I to say that you shouldn't assign a high? Well, I, I love that I can do it. Like, my favorite one is um, I have command, because I'm on a Mac, command key equals uh, equal sign, and that uh, brings up the dialog box for uh, set node type, because I use that a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going down the menu for outliner, world outline, set node type. I figure I do that a lot. You know, and, and, and it's hit or miss, right? The scroll down, the go over, okay, got it. You know, so just now it's just like, boom, it pops up. I love it. Those so, are wonderful things. But there aren't that many keys available, are there? Uh, no, it, uh, you run out. <laughs> well, oh, it's, it's yeah. also because you can't do uh, multiple, uh, the way the OPML editor is set up, you can only use the one command key. You can't have, like, command and option or something. Yeah, which is that's okay. It's it's not a big deal. It really isn't. Yeah. Well, it's the, you raise another issue that at some point we ought to do a review. Uh, I mean, you you have those commands and I have them, but newbies don't, and that's going to right. That's something we ought to take care of so that they because they're the ones that really really need it because they they don't understand you know they need an invite to actually change the data. there's another thing i want to ask you too is like um what should be the default root type ah well this is a good question yeah mm. i my feeling is directory yeah me too because that is kind of the basic thing that gets you, if you just leave the default root type as directory and you make a new root and then you, and you look at the rendered version on the web, it kind of you know, shows you the hierarchy of your outline. It also would have, um, that Brian Hendrickson went down a rabbit hole that he would not have gone down. Correct. Right? I Correct. mean, he got so... I don't know what happened with him, but the questions he was asking were uh, sort of like the, the assumption he was he was trying to put blog posts inside a blog post. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's not anything that I had ever even thought to do. Because right. when I learned how to do this, there were no blog posts. <laughs> right. So, you know, this is all valid data. And so I thought, you know, also I thought that that should be a preference as well. So that if you get to the point where you're comfortable enough with the product that you know that directory was the wrong choice for you and that you're going to be just making shitloads of thumb lists. Yeah, right? then sure. Then it makes then total you just sense. Just go ahead and change that and you'll get the different ones. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a fine idea. So I think, and I mentioned that because it's a good time to be looking for things like that. Like things that were mistakes or that might be mistakes that are worth looking at again. Defaults, like you understand right. that? Yeah, the sure, thing? sure. I mean, I don't think it would occur to you to say that that could be changed. That's why I'm mentioning it. It can and it should be reviewed. We shouldn't just let those things slide through without thinking about them because they're very easy to change. Mm-hmm. That's just a string somewhere, you know, and that string can be changed to whatever, you know. It doesn't have to be blog post, right? Yeah. Um. Okay. And I'm going to change it. So. I, I don't have anything that pops off the top of my head. I know, but but, you, yeah. Of course you don't, because but when you're as you're using it, you will come up, you'll trip across. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. So just be thinking about that. Yeah. So. 
That was about what I had for today. Well, that well, thanks for sharing the story. I like that. Yeah. And, thanks. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted to, just for conversation, if you don't want to talk about it, it's okay. Just say, ah, don't want to talk about no, it. No, sorry. Go ahead. Um, I watched Mark Cantor's Google Talk video. I haven't watched that yet. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah? Yes. He, he basically, I don't know how well you knew, well, you've known Mark a long time. You've known him very well. <clears throat> and this uh, Google Talk was from 1997. And basically... What he shows, and he does it through uh, some uh, PowerPoint slides, and Mark's extremely enthusiastic, hey dude, presentation style, which I find entertaining to watch. (laughs) I I really do. Uh, And it it enamored me from the first time I met him, you know, 20 years ago. Um, He basically described the product you're building, but used in a specific way and it was really interesting Hmm. kind of that uh, and he he uses words specifically like outliner he shows outliners and he well he knew all about outliners yeah oh yeah it's clear my software i knew him when i was a mac developer right right i mean i met him in 86 right around the time i was just talking about was uh when i met mark so people everybody was saying oh this is guy mark tanner you need to meet him yeah. Makes total sense because what he was, what he was describing, was essentially world outline with node types that connect to things like Flickr, but also, of course, the things we can't connect to, like what, uh, like Facebook photos. Oh, right. And he was describing a tool very similar to the OPML editor and the world outline as a personal. What do you call it? Persona editor, which I think is a bad name, but I yeah. I, I understand what he's trying to say. Um, and you use that to basically a lot of the things that, you know, your software is already doing, like tweeting out. You know, you still have your RSS feed, but then you can connect to other places. But also coming back in where um, you're looking at the uh, at Flickr. And so we're sucking stuff back in from Flickr into a really nice format where you have you know your photo node and your thumbless node and your photo node has a whole uh, xml metadata attached to it and uh and you should be able to take that and say okay this photo node i'm now going to put under my facebook place and it'll automatically go back to facebook you know it's a very utopian uh, yes. world yeah very utopian, but 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 I very interesting to watch. I was highly entertained. I didn't realize it was from that long ago. You know, there's a, I, you reminded me of something else uh, there that you know this stuff. What's that thing called? Edge, hedge. The uh, fuck. Hold on. I wrote a blog post about this. I've written two branch. It's called branch. Oh, branch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. And it was. He said, I, I just want to be clear on something. If yeah. they don't do that, I'm doing it. Okay. I mean, I will do what I described in there. It's going it, to, you know. Why don't you, would you mind explaining that just for people who sure. are listening? Okay. I mean, we'll look what branches. Okay. I mean, have you looked at it? I have. Yeah. That's, you think we don't have that? <laughs> I mean, for crying out loud, we have that. I don't think they have any idea how much how much we have there. <laughs> Well, what, what, in my simplistic thinking, what I, the way I view it is there's two ways to look at what we would call an API. One is 
this thing like OAuth, which I, you know, I have no idea how to talk to it. I know that when you have to deal with it, it's it's very painful, very, very painful. So that means to me, I'm not going to even look at it. I know it's pain over there. Run away. But we also have two way APIs that aren't really an API. And if I'm not if I'm understanding correctly, OPML is kind of as a format, it's two way. It's like I can publish stuff in OPML and I can eat stuff in OPML. Yeah, it's, it's like one format for both, isn't it? It's which like, which seems, and, and here's the groovy thing. I understand OPML. I understand how it works. I know what to look for. I know what right. attributes are. I'm offering him the deal of the century, this branch guy, okay? In other words, I will, anybody, I've offered it to, you know, other people too, uh, is that I will equip your software to a allow people to make it possible for people to write in your environment and have the content, the, the source code for the content exist in their own space. You know, in other words, I'm, I'm going to help you be part of the web and still keep your goddamn business model, you know, and you, that is such a winning strategy, Adam. I mean, if you can make money by locking stuff in, you can make a lot more money this way. Because you will be, this is the thing that nobody wants to do, right? I mean, you try to get Google to do this, and you say, Google, you're so far behind Facebook. This is exactly what Mark was trying to do, by the way, was to get Google to do a version Look, of that. Mark is one smart motherfucker. Okay? Yeah, no kidding. That's the good news. The bad news is that, is that he, he has, in certain modes, and I, I don't know which Mark I'm going to be talking to on any given day, all right? There are certain times when I talk to him when he sounds like a fucking idiot. <laughs> okay. When he has deliberately become an idiot because he's trying to feed his family. Right. And um, and so he... It's funny because in that Google talk, he there's both modes of Mark. <laughs> because the minute he gets to the, I need millions of dollars, it's like it falls apart. You know, like, like <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all need millions of dollars. If you want to buy me, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, no, no, no. But I realize I'm talking to history. You know, like I can't change what happened. But yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. I wish I could introduce the past Mark to the future Mark because I knew Mark. I don't know if you knew him then, but I knew Mark when he had $20 million in the bank. Yeah, I met him um, in 1989 or 1990. I was pretty close. You probably were around then. He, was, uh, he, st- you know, he definitely had money, and he was building his crazy house. Okay, so yeah. he had money. He was, yeah. he was getting rid of the money. Yeah, very quickly. As fast as he possibly yeah. could. Very quickly, yeah. <laughs> This is, and of course, I knew him before he had the money too. Right, and uh, yeah. I, you know, John Doerr, of course, right? Yes, absolutely. That's wonderful scene. Uh, I'm not going to say it on the podcast. Let's forget it. I'll tell you some other time when I see you. All right. Yeah, this is not one. Some I things are not appropriate. I get well, it. Well, it's not my secret. If it were, if it were my secret, I would probably tell it. Right. But it's not mine, so I'm not. But anyway, but, but but let's get back to Branch for a second because right. So well, let me just say what it was I was thinking about, right? I mean, you take a blog post, okay? Let's take that as the basic type mm-hmm. over their world outline, right? Right. You know, when I turned off the comments, I wrote a piece that I described what I was going to do, and you said I so totally want to be part of that. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, you have something that you want to add to something I've written, right? Yeah. Why should you have to leave your favorite tool to do that? You've got a tool. It's working really great for you. Yep. 
and um, and and all and all you want to be able to do is take this one bit of stuff you're writing and have it appear in your space and in mine. That's not so hard to do, especially since we've got this Blorkmark shit like down now, you know. And I would be willing to bet that's not something that was in Mark's proposal. No, because this this whole idea that you have a way to reference something in somebody's other somebody's space. It's invariant. The name will always work. In, in, his, in his presentation, uh, the concept of a movable node was there, but not the execution part. Yeah. Because we know how hard that is until the aha moment is there. Like, oh. Until you figure out the DNS was. Right, the way to go. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, no, Mark. Mark, when he. Yeah. Well. No, and he's, by the way, made an art form out of the suppressing of his own intelligence. I mean, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't even know he's doing it anymore. When he, but, but I got a call from him when I was on the train the other day, and he had just watched your video, and, uh, and he was very excited. And, yeah, and, and, and we had a little email thing, and I said, dude, there's only one thing you have to do. Is you've got to set up a world outline server. Uh, uh, can't, we, can't we let him use our one of ours? I mean, well, I was I was waiting for him to come back and say, "Can I have an account?" But I, I, I personally, I, f- I felt it very beneficial. No, he would be a great user of it, yeah. and his bug reports would be fine because he's been, you know, he, you never forget how to be a leader of a development team. What I was the time frame I was describing to you was I wasn't really I wasn't I was only programming recreationally at that time, and you know, so you look for people who have the experience of being. You know, programmers and developers, whatever, but to be users, they they can be the best. You know, and uh, he would be a wonderful person to have on on board. It would be great. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, would, I would love to see that. And yeah. and of course, we he can have an account. That's easy. But uh, really setting it up and understanding it, which I think is the future for a lot of smart people, running, yeah. running your own stuff and understanding kind of what it does, so you can. Fix, customize, change, whatever. It's, yeah. it's pretty oh, well, key. So you can be his buddy on that one. You help him out and do that. Would you? Of course I would. Of okay. course. Yeah. Of course. All right. Yeah, all he has to do is reach out. Well, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I think this community is beginning to happen, so it's really So nice. are, you, are, are you considering uh, any work at all on the idea of the, the commenting system? I'm doing it. I'm going to do it, for yeah. sure. Cool. Oh yeah, it's just it, you know, because that what, what an audience builder. Because the minute people see it, they'll want to do it, and there's a lot of people who comment right. on and your blog. Right, exactly. That's why I, you have to pick the moment to do this. I want to make sure because I'm I'm a single threaded developer, right? Mm-hmm. I can't I can't do this while I have to do other things too, right? Of course. And uh, right now, I'm getting a lot done with the, you know, sort of filing and polishing that that's really what I have to be doing now. I really like doing that at this point because it's it, having lived with this thing is such a mess for so long. It's really nice when the loose ends come up, it'll be so much better in the future if I do this now. So yeah, yeah but that, that right makes moment, sense. we will have that. And, uh, and I have a feeling this is going to connect up with the incident outliner too. I think that's going to come back. We're going to get back to that. You know, it still works too. Of course it does. Well, these things can sometimes break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so interesting, interesting. Yeah, I can totally see how that would how that would fit in. 
Well, yeah, because that's probably where you're going to do your uh, your writing. You know, probably writing and reading, actually. Well, that maybe. Interesting. Have to get into a different frame of mind to work on this, but yeah, we, we got all the ba- basic pieces, and that's why it would be kind of timely if one of the, you know if, if Branch would take us up on this offer, um, then I could do half of it, you know, and that half of it would be easy because I because you know all I would say to him is look if a user has an account there just put another little right where they would enter a, a message right just put a text area where they could paste in the URL of the thing they want you to render, okay? And then that will appear in there, in that in the in the the, the order, in the procession of, of this in the discussion. Uh, but if you make a change over the other place, it's gonna ping you to tell you to reload it. Maybe it never has to ping you. Maybe you reload it every time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a big that big a deal. And uh and, and if nobody uses it, you're out like a day, at most a day's worth of programming. Who's, but, uh, who's running Branch? Um, his name is Josh. It's funny because um, I got copied. Uh, yeah. Josh, I, I don't know. I don't remember his last name. Josh, not, I think, keep thinking he's Josh Marshall. But he's, you know, the guy from... Um, uh, talking point memo, but he's <laughs> okay. No, probably not. not I, no. I responded to him on Twitter as if he were and right. <laughs> Josh Marshall, and it was a little embarrassing. But, <laughs> Whoops. But um, yeah, the reason why they're famous uh, is because they have uh, Evan Williams and Biz Stone have invested in them. Ah, and, okay, that's what you right, got it. That's what makes that's their claim to fame. Otherwise, honestly, don't think anybody would pay, be paying any attention to it because. It's there are a billion products that do what it does. You right, know? right. It's not the technology. I mean, it's it's nicely done. They had a good designer working on it, you know. But other than that, it's there's nothing special about it. Yeah. But people use it because it's Ev and Biz, you know. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. All right, I think this is this will be interesting. See, if, maybe there's a boxes and arrows out there. In which case, let's use it. Fuck oh, it. wouldn't that be nice? It would be, especially if it were had you know interfaces, so that we you know didn't have to like take it up the ass to work with them, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, before we leave, I just wanted to say uh, I thought it was pretty interesting that uh, Andrew Shell, I think his name is, uh, came back into the fold. Yeah, what's he? Did you look at his, the retweet thing that he did? I did. Um, so Andrew Shell, uh, he's the guy. Uh, he's a developer, and he set up the Twit OPML system, which I use every day. And that is a do again. So you can create a list on uh, Twitter, and you can add uh, Twitter users to that list. And out the back end of his system squirts an OPML file that you can subscribe to. Uh-huh. So if I add, so instead of following people, uh, I can just add them to the list. Which and they show up over in River Two. Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, has the uh, added advantage of people not knowing that you're following them, which I find advantageous. But they know that you're on their, they're on your list. I don't. Yeah, I guess yeah, they, they do. do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, oh, I see it all the time. People right. add lists and stuff. Okay, so they'll know, they'll know that. Um, and it's and yeah, and then if you remove someone from the list, it re, it's removed as a subscription, which is great. Um, and so he had he came up with a system 
which I, is, I think is probably very prone to breakage. But when if you uh, if you post something with your link blog, you could then run it through the system and it would post it. He had a whole list: Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, uh, things that I have no account on. Wait, if you post something to it's a you post something to your link blog mm-hmm. and it goes to well, the way he actually had it set up, he had a, a, a if you hit an RT on a story, but it's the same. An RT on a story where in a river. Oh. Yeah, that's what made it kind of interesting. So you click on the RT, and then it goes... Oh, wait, you enter the name of his server where it asks for the server? Yes. Woohoo! Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, so he really took the the RT standardization to the next level, which I thought was really quite cool. Oh, my God. So Why you, did I... Well, you, if you read his instructions on that page, it says, enter, enter my link blog server, and he gave the 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 server name you enter that and then it whisks off and it posts it to all these other places damn now the way he's doing that is by emulating radio no 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 by the way he posts to like face oh you're saying yes they don't have APIs for this. right yeah so he's doing HTML simulation it's a scrape yeah scrape yeah exactly so that's that's obviously prone to breakage yeah, but he's the kind of guy who will watch for that. Yeah. But the idea was, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Particularly, I mean, you know, when I wrote that thing, I was kind of hoping somebody would do something like that. Oh, that hook, hook in there. I, I realized that it was a protocol, you know, and that somebody could override, you know, could, uh, you know, do something better than what I had. That's totally all right. That's great. And what I also like. There's another way to do it. Oh, I see. But it's only the things that you retweet. It's not right. Well, I don't see why you couldn't do it as things that you just put on your link blog. It seems like absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I would. That's that's what I'm holding out for because I don't want to. Pro- I'm not going to produce another stream for Google Plus. There's no point. Right. There's nothing particular to Twitter about what I post to my feed. Right. It's not about Twitter. If I have something to say on Twitter, then I post that directly on Twitter. Right. Yeah, right. Occasionally. Right. I don't. I mean, I have, I have a separate uh, feed that I use for Twitter and. Uh, and I have a number of feeds. Yeah. I use it differently. Well, Andrew's a great guy, and uh, we ought to do whatever we can to uh, support what he's doing. This is great. I didn't understand that's what it was. Yeah. Well, the thing that, you know, I, I, I trust him with what he's doing because, you know, case in point, his Twit OPML is it's working. It's running. It's been running for a long time, yeah. like a year now, I think, maybe even longer. That's a good sign. It's a very good sign. So the stuff is up and running, and I rely yeah, well, on it. You know, there are a lot of really good programmers around right now. And there's Kyle and uh, Brian Hendrickson and Dan McTuff and and Ted Howard and you know, this a lot of these are all really good people. You know, yeah. It's not just that they're good programmers, but they also are. Um, you know, they they're good people. I don't. It sounds so. Republican. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, time to end the show, everybody. Oh, boy. Hold on a second. We got to play our special jingle here. Hold on a second. <clears throat> Bullshit. There we go. <laughs> play your favorite jingle. <laughs> That's not my favorite jingle when you said about me. <laughs> no, I didn't do it about you. Well, I was going to say that we probably have one or two Republicans around here, too. Sure. Hey, Jones, where did I left out Dave Jones, who saved my ass the other day? I didn't mention Dave Jones. Another good guy. He saved my ass. That's you know. I don't care if you're Republican. If you save my ass, that's you know. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I don't 
know. Who knows what these guys? I really don't. Are. I don't have. I don't have labels. I don't uh, care. Yeah, of course not. Because no. you are a Republican too. <laughs> no, I have no agenda. I'm yeah, one, I heard that. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> some days I'm Republican. Some days I'm Democrat. Some days I'm bicurious. It can be everything. Whatever yeah, it is. Exactly. Whatever. Well, I, one thing I'm not is sympathetic to Bristol Palin. <laughs> oh. Where did that come from? Entire weeks go by. I don't think about her, Dave. No, she wrote a really whiny email today for a blog post to Barack Obama asking why he didn't call her up and, and make her feel better when they were saying nasty shit about her. Oh, wow. this is all games. That's because your mom said he was palling around with terrorists. This is all games. It's all yeah. games. It's like this. You know, I, I will just end on one thing. We have seen two very interesting things happen in the past couple of months. And it show, and people aren't really aware of it yet, but it's very important. We saw a, um, what was the, uh, we actually had a name for it. I think it was something like Threshold. Hmm, let me go back and uh, find this name. Um, the SOPA PIPA legislation, right? Mm-hmm. When this was supposed to come up for debate, and regardless of, of the players involved, regardless of what I think is often the threshold event, that's what it is, the idiocy of changing your Twitter icon, whatever it is, it worked. And uh, we actually discussed this on No Agenda where, um, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Chris Adad, who is now, of course, you know, he was a former senator, now he's the uh, the. The, the guy over at the NPAA. The new Jack Valenti. He's the new Jack Valenti. And he was doing a speech. And in this speech, he says, we have reached a threshold event with what the Internet can do to push back on legislation. And it was very important. And by the way, the guy's a great talker. I mean, he really, really is a good. I mean, the NPAA must love him. Mm-hmm. And he said, the Internet pushed back and we lost. So that was key. That was very key. And, and people have to realize that that's huge. The second one is this uh, Coney 2012 video, which I don't know if you've seen it, but it's uh, this half-hour video about... Yeah, sure. Like, okay. yeah. So the internet turned around, pushed back, and said, this is bullshit. This is, this is a total propaganda piece, and we're not buying it. And it was plastered all over CNN and Fox and ABC, all the networks. Everyone was pushing, 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 and the internet pushed back. And this is really important because we have power that we now need to learn how to harvest outside of the walled gardens because totally. those are the ones that can shut us down. Yeah. And but the the mass is there, and that's it's a beautiful. That's why thing. I'm so disappointed in what the Occupy Wall Street people are doing. I mean, I think they're taking the least effective route possible and they're not using the internet very well at all. Worse, they're using Facebook. Yeah, I, I, that's why I don't see anything because I don't use Facebook either. But I think you know, they're trying to occupy Zuccotti Square again. I think, God damn it, that's so stupid. Why, why do that again? Right. It's not going to turn out, it's going to turn out worse than it did last time. It can't turn out better. No, no. Right? And it's old, and it's not been impressed. No, what I would love to see them do, I don't know why, you know, why I think this, but I have to figure this out. But I think they ought to be working against the voter suppression stuff. Sure. They ought to be out there counteracting that, because that would really freak people out. 
That's the that's the power that they're afraid of. I mean, this is like it or not, we still do have elections in the United States. Maybe maybe they'll use that as an excuse to not have elections anymore. I don't know, but um, well, you know the the prognosis already is that we will have the lowest voter turnout ever for the general election, and I tend to agree that that's probably what's going to happen. The way things are going, yeah, they're both going to be trying to suppress each other's side. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, it's still it's not clear who wins if they do that because it's about evenly matched. You know, in terms of the the, the bases of each party, they're the same number. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, when people say the Republicans are destroying themselves, they're 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 wrong. The Republicans are going to get forty seven percent of the vote no matter what they do, and you know the rest of it. Who cares? That'll happen in the last few months. Mm. Anyway, whatever. This we should stick to world outline shit. Well, the reason the only reason I brought it up is. This yeah. directly pertains to World Outline shit, which yeah. is the common name. <laughs> it's the World Outline <laughs> shit, everybody. Because building this type of system outside of everything else is the key. That is the key to the true power. 99% of the people don't realize it, and 95% probably won't realize it even if they have it. But that doesn't matter, because it does work. It does work, and we can make real changes and differences and i'm very excited about it i'm i'm uh i'm looking forward to what will come mm-hmm. and i think we're in an okay place quite honestly oh yeah i feel a lot better now than um say maybe a year ago uh, just seeing what what is possible and you know using a lot of uh the stuff that this world outline shit that i and i see where it's going and it's good and it's good and, and it only takes a few people to start building this and building it out and you know it can catch fire and when it does hold on hold on all right i'm holding on <laughs> all right you can let go now <laughs> okay. now i can't let go all right. well that's good one hour and one minute that's yeah. pretty good time yeah excellent i'll get this uh posted and um super talk okay. to you soon